Just say good morning to Ron Duffy. Ron, how was your weekend, mate? Yeah, it was a terrific day's racing. It was supposed to be, well, I thought it was, you know, might have been a soft link in the in the carnival here, but it turned out a great day's racing to back up a, an incredible card at the Caulfield. So I thought it was a great day. Certainly was. Uh, Dean Lester, uh, brilliant scenes at Caulfield. Matt, how good's Damien Oliver? Well, he's uh, he's remarkable, isn't he? Uh, on the big stage, 31 years after he won his first Caulfield Guineas, uh, he wins his second Caulfield Guineas on a great cold in Animo, and uh, now uh, he's going to ride uh, the lightest he's ridden in 12 years on Saturday uh, when he partners Delphi in the Caulfield Cup. So, yeah, no, he just keeps on keeping on. He certainly does. Uh, and Glenn Munsey joins us from Tab. Glenn, good morning to you, mate. Uh, big week, uh, Everest week, Kosciuszko week, and you can't wait. Oh, is it on this week, Dave? Yes, it is, mate. <laughs> Caulfield Cup's on. Oh, I'm, I'm and the Caulfield Cup. I've seen a couple of ads for it. I tell you the best thing, though, is there's just good racing. Um, and we come out of, uh, obviously, we get some freedoms here in Sydney at the moment. Um, we obviously hope that uh, something, uh, those sort of freedoms are on the horizon down there in Melbourne with the possibility of crowds at the Cup. So there is some light at the end of the tunnel and what has been a bleak winter, especially for New South Wales and Victoria and other parts of Australia. Let's jump in and, and talk about the meeting. We'll open the phone lines as well today, uh, hoping plenty of calls. 135353 is the open line number. So if you've got a question for our panel on the weekend's racings or you're wanting to talk about the future, maybe it's the Cups, maybe it's the Everest, etc. ring now, 135353. I want to start with Profondo, though. Uh, Duff, what did you make of the win and what an achievement for Robbie Dolan, who was very emotional after the win? Yeah, I can understand so too. You know, he's found himself a proper horse, and they're hard. They're, sometimes they're easy to ride, but they're harder to stay on, um, especially for a young man trying to make he, make it to the big time after his apprenticeship. And uh, there was knockers after his previous run. I think it was more more so horse than jockey there, uh, but he got the job done he's a proper horse you know you don't see horses in their first racing preparation maiden uh touch unlucky in a group three and then come out and win a 2000 meter group one at your third start and he's been beautifully handled by richard i must say and to be the temptation of even pulling him out of the cox plate and and derby and things like that um, not paying up, I think, is a feather in his cap because he knows he's got a really good horse to work with if he doesn't gut him, and he hasn't gutted him, and he's uh, he's going to go out on a high and come back a, a proper horse, especially with a lovely racing style that the, he can put himself on the speed and accelerate from sitting outside the lead. So he's uh, it was run to suit, I must say, uh, but still, he, he did what he had to do. Uh, she had a chance to have been kissed. She was gallant. Uh, backing up uh, from the Group 1 win the previous week. Allegron peaked on the right day, ran well. Uh, we mentioned this horse once before, Satirical Glory. Still think, still think he might be a little sneaky derby chance. They they hunted him up on Saturday and he over-raced and did things wrong and I thought he showed great courage hanging on. So I think he might be all right when he gets to 2,500. Uh, Benno, more autumn, I think, and uh, that was about the race. It's all about the winner. Um the trainer, the jockey, the horse, and the future. What did the, the clock tell us, Duff? Obviously, we're, we'll get to the Caulfield Guineas in a moment, and we see Animo doing a cripple thing. I know it's a totally different race, totally different distance, etc. but do we believe that Profondo 
was racing the, you know, can we call this A grade? Uh, or did he perform like an A grader against maybe some horses that still have to take that next step? Like you mentioned, Benno, which is going to be Autumn, etc. Yeah. Look, it's not all about the clock because the way the race was run, they, they sort of uh, went out moderately, I would have thought. And the overall time, on, well, Yee Yee's run much faster time, but you see what saw what happened in that. They went out breaking land speed records and, and they've, they've crawled home in that 2,000 metre race, 36.68 running two, two minutes, point three four, and they've run out way over a second slower in the champion stakes, 201.75, but they've come home in, you know, two seconds quicker, uh, 34.65. So uh, two different styles of races, and uh, I think he could adapt to a, a you know, a, a faster race for sure. Dino, a satirical glory was a very good run. Um, there's been chat many months ago from John Sargent, this is his derby horse, do you think this will be a, a form line you want to respect? And what did you make of the run of Satirical Glory? Oh, yeah, I think he's he's been building to, towards a derby and he, he's going quite well. Uh, I don't know, is, is uh, Allegron heading that way, Duff? Do we know? Is he heading down our way? Because uh, uh, he's ticking over okay too. Yep, he, I'd say that he, that he would. Um, he's there's had a no good grounding? Yeah, he's had a lovely grounding. So the, the, the races they've run him in all point to him probably heading that way. Hmm. The only reason I want to bring up the Derby boys is there's a, a text here straight away. I mean, uh, and I know we're going to touch on Animo, um, but Animo's third favourite in that Victorian Derby market at eleven dollars. Mm. Uh, so, yeah, and that's yeah. an all-in. I don't. I mean, forget don't that. Think, yeah, yeah well, exactly right. right. It's so this morning, Dave, that he's off to the Cox Plate. So yeah. that's that's definitely locked in. Well, Vin now, do Cox we know who said it on radio in Melbourne this morning? In Melbourne. Now, do we have we got a rider locked in? Uh, well, 49 kilos, there'll be a few, uh, you know, can you, are the saunas open in um, Melbourne, Dino, or is it? Uh, oh, they've you, all got their own months. Can, yeah, can you run in your, can you, you, <laughs> you can't play golf, can you, down there? You can run around a golf course, though. Who, no, um, yes, Dino, right. who, from a light, light, lightweight rider perspective, and obviously we don't know what's going to happen with these, you know, potential of Sydney jockeys flying in, flying out, but... From the Melbourne point of view, that's got those associations with Reg and that at Godolphin, um, who would be riding that light or could get to that weight? Well, oh, yeah, I think it'll come down to the the, you know, the fly in, fly out scenario. But uh, I think, uh, well, I certainly know the the one that's keenest here is Jai McNeil. So uh, he certainly uh, put his hand up uh, to ride him. So uh, he's uh, he rode. Grand Slam in the Cox Plate last year at that weight, so um, I think uh, Dean Yendel's been locked into Captivant, so okay. he's he's the other one that you sort of go to pretty much straight away for the the lightweights down here, but he's riding Captivant, I believe. Mm. So and Daniel Moore doesn't ride that light, does he? Not quite. Uh, he, oh, he go close. He would go close. Yeah. Just yeah. on Jai, Jai, to get to that forty nine and a half, is that a is that a big process for him to to do, Dino, or is it quite is it achievable for him? Like not not as not as stressful as putting himself through some really rigorous stuff. Um, his manager's trying to ring me right now. I wish I could answer it. Um, he, uh, he <laughs> you can yeah, um, you can if you want. If you've got yeah. some breaking news, if you want to, answer, uh, you can. Yeah, Don't worry about us, Dean. You get the important calls. <laughs> yes. Uh, he, look, he did it last year. He actually rode 49 on Derby Day with Odium. So uh, it, it was the first time he rode uh, 50 in a Doncaster about. Two years ago, 50 stars. Uh, he rode him at 50. So, yeah, I mean, it's like he rode 52 on Saturday and did it 
very easily. So okay. yeah, it, it's it's something that uh, you know from you know September onwards, he's well aware that the lightweight rides are available. So uh, yeah, he does it. Uh, he does it pretty. You know, it's pretty well managed. Would right. uh, would Godolphin put someone like Rachel King in quarantine? He there there she is their lightweight rider, and she rides very light. Um, that would be another possibility. The, the well, the chat is, and I saw that Chris Roots and Ray Thomas both um, both wrote about this early in the week. Apparently, the these these jockeys in Sydney have been given the green light by Racing New South Wales to to go if 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 of course they want to. And I think it's going to be a fly in, fly out situation. They literally fly in, go to the races, and fly home, and it's all private transport, much like what was happening with the football players. Uh, it just needs to be ticked off, I think, by Racing Victoria and uh, the Victorian government. So I think there's a green light from Sydney. It's just a matter of what, obviously, you know, Victoria decides to do, and and I guess that's the the, the world we live in at the moment. Uh, we've got our first caller. I think Dino might have been. He might be on the phone. So I hope Wombat doesn't have a question for Dino. Uh, Wombat, good morning. Welcome to Punters Postmortem. Yeah, good morning, boys. Morning, Ronnie. Mate, um, I was just giving you a ring. I've been watching Dallas Ian and following his form, and um, like he's ran placed in the Doncaster, placed in the Epsom. And, um, like, over the years, I've done a lot of work with horses, gardening for the big feature race, and, that, and I've always found the Epsom and the Doncaster form going into a Cox Plate's been good form. Um, mate, he's $61. I can't believe his price. That be will he, will he get a start in the Cox Plate with these three-year-olds coming into it now? I'd say he would. Uh, yeah, he'd the, get a start, yeah. Yeah, yeah with his yeah. performance on the board, he'd... It's just a matter of they if they want to run him there or, or the Craven Plate or, or whatever, but he'd get definitely going to run the, in the Cox Plate. Yeah. yeah. And the other thing I was going to ask you, I want to take an all-up multi. I was going to take um, Dallas Ian into um, Tis Magic in the Derby. Uh, he's only had two starts. I don't know if he's had a long enough prep to go into a Derby, but uh, he, he's been finishing off his race as well. Then all-up Shalott in the um, Empire Race. I think she ran a place in it last year. Seems to be a big um, dividend. Yeah, you will. Uh, <laughs> Tis Magic, uh, look, I think he's running uh, Cox Plate Day in the Vars. So, uh, and then into the Derby. And his stable mate's running this week, um, Gunstock. So, um, and uh, Shalo's a terrific chance in the Empire Rose. But I would have to say that's going to be the best running of that race ever when you think of Tefane, Mystic Journey, Stellar Star uh, and a, a, a lot of other good mares still to come. It's going to be uh, I think a, a bit stronger than last year. Alright. Well thanks very much boys. I appreciate that and um, I hope all the punters get on to Dallas Ian at the odds mate. $67 on sports bet for the all up power pay. Beautiful. Thank you very much that Wombat. Um, Albert's our next call up. Morning Albert. Good morning, boys. I'm just driving through Barry and I just saw Terry Robinson. Um, uh, Art Cadeau, Ronnie, I just want to get your opinion. I picked the horse for Brenda, Shell Arbor Tab, and uh, Lord Demiso won for Terry uh, the highway. What's your thoughts on Art Cadeau on Saturday in the Kosciuszko? And I've got a question for Dino, too. Oh, well, how can you knock a horse like Art Cadeau? He's never finished further back than second in his whole career. Um, he's a terrific fresh performer. He has to really find a um, he finds his hardest race he's been in first up. So, but Terry's left no stone unturned. He took him to the races on Saturday, give him a day out. He said he was a bit nervous when he 
took him somewhere for a gallop the other day, so he's he, he's just settling him down and getting him back into a routine. He'll he'll run well. What astounds me with this um, Kosciuszko is everyone thinks they can win it fresh. Mm. You know, there's so many horses with break be- breaks between runs. I was doing a bit of form on that yesterday, and boy, it's not it's not an easy race. You'll not, you'll need a tough horse, and there's horses there six and seven weeks between runs and. I know Arcadeau's a proven fresh performer, but there's a few others in that race that might be gasping for breath there at the, at the concluding yeah. stages. Why, why has that been, uh, Duff, do you think? Why is that they, approach? Are they, uh, are they scared to run them in case they fail? I and think they, so. And, and they, they might lose their spot? I don't know. Yeah. That's, that's, well, that's, that's how it the, seems. A few of them that have run have got run over. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. I, wanted to win, I wanted to win for the Lils. They've got the very bottle shop at Dino. Well, naturally, Shell Harbour Tab, Brenda works there. She's struggled for the last few months with health issues. We love her dearly. Family in it. But, Dino, I've, well, I've got a horse with Charlotte Littlefield in Melbourne called Native Girl. I've yes. had two starts, got beaten in the nose first start, and then came out the sale last to the turn. Have you watched it run? It's going to Cox Plate Day for a three-year-old um, stakes race for Phillies. Uh, do you know anything about it? Charlotte's a great trainer too. Uh, she's a very good filly. Uh, and I'd be absolutely going to that race on Cox Plate Day. So, uh, yeah, she's a maiden, but she shouldn't be. Uh, she could have won either one of her races. And, uh, gee, these Tavachis are going well. And uh, she's they one are. that, uh, yeah, she she could uh, she'd absolutely jump out of the ground in the next few weeks. Uh, native girl, I like her a lot. Well, I'll go to Art Cadeau to watch it with Brenda. Then I'll go and sneak down to Melbourne to watch Native Girl at the Cox Plate. Will you sounds good, Albert. He'll look after you. Sounds a good plan, Albert. He Native will. Girls are better odds of winning than you getting on course at the Cox Plate. Thanks, Albert. David's on the line. Now, let's get to David. Good morning, mate. How are you going? like your show as usual. Just two things. Um, two things. I wouldn't ride off um, Zaki. The minute after the race, I remembered, I'm going back a long time, Dean, in 87, the Rubiton in that spring was unbe- absolutely unbeatable. And then just it was an absolute shock. He got run down by drought in the Caulfield Stakes. And But generally, the best horse wins the Cox Plate. So Zaki, uh, I wouldn't write him off. I still think he'll win the Cox Plate. But I just want to ask you or Duff something that I've... Uh, it's in my imagination, but to, like on Saturday, um, Kieran Maher scratched floating artist and I've, I've heard a lot of this lately from trainers scratching horses because the track's too firm and the track's too hard and you know we want more give out of the ground I mean it's my imagination but I never I can't remember Bart Cummings or Tommy Smith ever ever going on about tracks being too firm um, I remember in the early 90s when Cummings was winning all those Melbourne Cups and um, at Flemington they had incredibly firm tracks um, I don't know. Is it just my imagination? This is a new thing with trainers that I'm not knocking them, but they seem to be obsessed with tracks being too firm. Uh, yes, you're right. Yeah. Well, uh, well, and it's. I mean, it comes down to post-race treatments and what you can do um, with regard to medications and and being able to get horses back in a certain period of time. Now, floating artist. Is, he wasn't scratched because of the firm ground. He's scratched because he's running Wednesday in the Kunji, and that chances are he's going to get a. Uh, track with a bit of giving it there, and he might be able to back up Saturday and run in the Caulfield Cup. So, but I think that's the biggest issue, is the yeah, and maybe the European breeds, but Duff, the uh, they're a bit softer boned and don't seem to cope as well. 
Yep, I think we're in a self-interest sport, and some mm. trainers some trainers like it hard and fast. Some exactly. horses like the uh, the jar out of the track for their horses, but look, I've never, I never, I grew up with Bart working for Bart Cummings. Mm. He never complained about horses jarring up. Uh, Gay Waterhouse never complains about. She loves hard and fast tracks. So, uh, I think I've heard John Hawkes in the past say it's a, it's a fallacy saying yeah. that they've, they've, the horses jar up. They're, they're just all individuals. Some can cope. You know, where the horses get problems on wet tracks um, as well. So, look, each to their own. Um, I am out there saying I thought they were two perfect tracks on Saturday. They weren't busting p- track records. I think all of a sudden we've got it in our head. This track is too hard. This track is too hard. Mm. But that's the game we're in. You know, we've, we've, it's that time of year where the winds come up and they're, they're, they're saying there could be storms. You're, you're the worst person in the world if you water a track and it rains halfway through the day. Yeah. Uh, I, well, I, I, I want to listen to a participant like Damien Oliver on Melbourne Radio this morning. He said the, the grass was left a bit longer. Uh, it had the capacity to dry out, but he said as soon as they broke the surface open, it was actually, you know, it, it actually it didn't dry out at all. It was just, it was just a nice, uh, it was a good three. It wasn't too hard. It was a nice surface. Yeah. And back on the Zaki thing, um, mm. I think the most amazing thing about that race was when they went across the line, and they, the, the pros must have loved Probabil. It was $5 on every tote on a $9 mm. SP or $8 SP. I don't know what happened there, but uh, obviously they, they latched onto her and got mm. it right. Um, Dean? Yes? Dean, I'm, I just think, uh, OK, uh, though they're not champions, I mean, I think we should, I, I just think Anima, Probabil, I've, I've said before, is one of my favourite horses. I just think the way she backs up every campaign, she's outstanding. And I think sometimes we underestimate, like, because a horse might not be a total champion, we, we tend to just underestimate them. Like, I think Animo's an outstanding... He was a really good two-year-old, and I think he's an outstanding three-year-old, and I think she's an outstanding mare. And I think they're both probably a bit underrated, just how good they are, because they're probably not... They're probably not... Uh, probably the rung below being absolute champions, but I just think they're both outstanding. Oh, well, within a five- or six-year period to have... Black caviar and winks that were unbeatable, and and Frankel overseas. That that was that that sort of become the you know, became the norm there for a while. But they, this is what horses do; they get beaten occasionally. And uh, mm. Zaki on Saturday, uh, I think uh, I think the first three hundred metres was the telling part of the race. I think uh, when uh, Holmesman jumped and went outwards and virtually dared Craig Williams to go right round him and go forward and he didn't and he went behind him uh from there he wasn't in a dictating spot and it was a sit and sprint and what we saw Duff when he won the Dooman Cup was that he can maintain such a long gallop and uh, and that wasn't the case on Saturday yeah I, I think if we want to make an excuse for him that is it um I think he, he he's a free rolling type of horse yep. Yep. And you could see when Craig just wanted to just say, okay, oh, okay, here's the 1-1, one, one. I'll take the 1-1. One, one. And Zaki didn't want the 1-1. One, one. His head went up and says, no, yeah. let me run, let me run. So he's not he's not, he's not not dead and buried as far as the uh, no. Cox Plate's concerned, and, he, and the market reflects that. Uh, so he's, yeah, he's still in the game. All right. Thank you very much for your call, Dave. Before we get to Charlie, just to bring you in here, Munns, um, Duff obviously mentioned that, you know, he was short across the totes, or she was short across the totes, probably. What was it like, fixed odds in the bag with Tab? Yeah, well, well, first of all, why, why was she short the totes? It's all got to do with percentages. The tote percentage has got to finish at 118, hmm. right? The SPs finish at 108. Now, Zaki was $1.28, so on the tote, 
it's someone say, oh, geez, it was overs on the tote, it was a dollar thirty. Well, it can only either be a dollar thirty or a dollar twenty on the tote, right? So if it's a dollar twenty, all all the other horses are going to be massive overs. But it's a dollar thirty, but you've got to find ten percent. So it's basically SP'd the tote what it's SP'd across the country, right? But you've got to find ten percent somewhere else. So if you look at the other runners. Uh, Homesman uh, jumped $12 with us, was going to pay $9 on the tote. Nonconformist jumped 16 was going to pay $13 odd. Probably I'll jump $7.50, was paying $5.20. And no effort, jump $41, was going to pay 38 So every runner bar the favourite was going to pay unders what they were anyway. So okay. I, 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 I know it was probably popular, but I think it's a little bit of an anomaly when you've got to find 10%. Okay, well explained. All right. Um, let's talk about the Caulfield Guineas. Um, this uh, I read last night on the social media from uh, a lot of the breeding buffs. It was the fastest Caulfield Guineas ever. And also Animo being the youngest winner of the Caulfield Guineas after being a November foal. Uh, Dino, um, what, did you make of, what did you make of it? Because it was, yeah. it was just brilliant to watch. It was. He's the youngest winner since Lonro, and he won in a similar fashion back and around them. And... Uh, as you said, they've never gone faster in the Corvair Guineas, and it did set up for that perfect storm. Alpine Edge, blinkers back on, Zarel ridden aggressively, uh, Mr Mozart's an on-pace runner, and so's Lightsaber, and all of a sudden you just got a, a massive pressure. And uh, Animo got three wide with cover, and he got on the back of uh, Captivant, so that was a great place to be. Artorius bombed the start, he came through the pack, so ultimately... The three horses that went into the race that had one group one races uh, ran the trifecta and uh, Animo you know, proved the superior. Captivant did a great job. He, he, a typical Snowden grand final day sort of performance. He, he was right at his best and uh, he did the work bringing Animo into the race. I think he had a, a reasonable run himself because you know, the inside they were weakening under pressure and Artorias ran well. Lightsaber, best of the on paces. But uh, yeah, best horse won. He, I think he's the right style of horse to go to a Cox Plate and run really well. We hear about, um, sorry, Duff, we hear about yeah, Captivant right. going to uh, Cox Plate with Dean Yendel. Artorias, has there been any wash up on Melbourne Radio, Dino, or anything you've heard from the camp about Artorias heading that way as well, possibly? Yeah, I don't know where Artorias, I, I haven't heard yet uh, what the decision is there. It was always sort of thought he might freshen up for the. Uh, for the Coolmore, so, uh, but uh, there hasn't been anything uh, that I've seen as yet about that. Right. Yeah, I think he's is, going... Is he getting worse in the barriers, Dino? I think the blinkers have made that, Munns. I reckon it'd be better to take the blinkers off. Uh, I, I think he's he's had the... What's he had? Five runs in the blinkers now, and he hasn't begun the two when he didn't have them. His first two starts, when he's still a learner, he's a bit slow out at Geelong, but he wasn't that bad at Sandown. He drew the outside that day, so... I would think, uh, I don't think the blinkers do him a lot of good in the barriers. I think I saw a tweet from Newgate saying that he'll freshen up uh, for the Coolmore, uh, Artorias. So I'd suggest that might be the way he goes. But it was obviously a good race with the, like you said, the three big big names, the the size winner, the the champagne winner and the blue diamond winner uh, fighting it out. So it's, it's held its spot as a great race. Okay, let's get to Charlie on the line. Morning, Charlie. Yeah, how you going? Good, mate. What's your Good question? Uh, I've got a couple of questions for Dino. Um, just leading up to Corporal Cup, I was, you know, impressed with Delphi and it gets in well at the weights and with the forecast weather that's coming that way this week. Um, 
does it have a chance to knock off incentivise? We're not that sure on how it goes on wet ground. Oh, I think he's a massive chance uh, of, of winning the Caulfield Cup. Uh, Delphi, I love the preparation he's had. Uh, he was great on Saturday. Uh, Ollie rides. Uh, he's hasn't ridden. He's riding him at 53. He hasn't ridden that weight for 12 years. And uh, I just feel that the, the timing's right. I think he's he's got a, a huge chance. Un, unbeaten two from two at the trip. Uh, no, he's got a great chance. What is the forecast for this week in, in Melbourne? Just rain probably from tomorrow onwards stuff. Uh, not, you know, not a, like a 40 mil day, but 8 to 10 mil sort of every day from Wednesday onwards. So uh, you'd have to think it's going to take its impact at some stage. Yeah, so, so as far as reading the day's early is concerned, would that affect, you know, you've got a, an on-pace horse there and incentivise. Sometimes when it rains, uh, the fence can go off late in the day. Uh, would that be effective to a horse like him, sort of a negative for a horse like him? You'd have to think it's a, a little bit. Uh, the, the rail goes to nine metres on Wednesday for Thousand Guineas Day and then back to the true. So they're going to be racing on the pad they raced on on Saturday. So you'd think it'd have a bit of wear. And if it gets a bit of rain on top of the wear, you'd have to think the inside will give out by, uh, it'll be, you know, race 19 on that part of the track. So um, you'd have to think that's some sort of issue. And Oliver, we're taking the ride on Delphi. Does that rule Colette out? You'd think so. You think yeah. so? But she's Sorry. running when she's going to run Wednesday, and I, I wonder if th- that's with a view to running in the Cox Plate, uh, but keep it ticking over. Sorry, Charlie. I thought you had another question for Dino. Yeah, another question, uh, Dino. I just want to, if you know of the progress of Corner Pocket, I've backed it seven times. I'm getting itchy feet to back the night. I was talking to Lindsay Smith yesterday. Um, yeah, I don't know where he's going because he was going towards the Rupert Clark Stakes. Obviously, he didn't get there, so uh, I will, uh, I'll find out. I'll send him a text. Cool. Thanks, Jen. Awesome. Fantastic. Thank you very much for your call, Charlie. Give us a call. 135353. We've got a lot of calls coming through. John's on the line now. Morning, John. G'day, boys. How are you going? Um, look, probably more a question for Martin. With um, probably paying a, a lot less on the tape than the fixed odds, do you think like a lot of hunters might have done the uh, $50 on, on Probabil, thinking, well, on the tote through the tab, then you're going to get your money back because there's only five horses anyway. Um, and obviously, if it wins you, you're laughing. Did, would that have bought it in at all on the tote? Well, that would have had something to do with it as well because, you, you know, you only had a field of five, so you would have paid yep. back to fourth. Uh, in that yeah. promotion there, not the first five, because you need six runners to pay first five back. Um, so that's another oh. reason. It's it's a good insurance bet. Uh, exactly. You're basically you're basically saying I'm backing it not to run last. Yeah, it's a free throw at the stumps. Hmm. Yeah. Usually, no. usually the favourites are the ones that are paying unders. But in that sort of race, there, um, you, you, you're taking you're taking insurance, and if the the favourite stubs its toe, you, you're right. getting paid as a winner. And if and if the favourite runs how it's expected to, market wise, you're That's going right. to get a free kick in another bet. Yeah, I, I wasn't I wasn't smart enough to do it. <laughs> now, it's always after the ball. You realise you should have done it. Exactly. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Cheers. Thanks for your call, there, uh, John. Let's get to uh, Greg, who's on the line. Morning, Greg. Hey, hey, how you going? Um, top show, fellas. Love it. Um, look, just a question. Um, I've backed a few win. Uh, I've backed a few horses in the Cosy on Saturday, but I'm particularly interested in one who keeps on blowing. Does anybody know the rider 
of ice in Vancouver? Um, I don't know who rides. Um... I'll text Cody Morgan straight away for you. At this stage. And um, second question, uh, a quick answer, uh, most likely. Okay. Where's Blake McDougall? He's in, in Melbourne, Victoria, isn't he? Riding Melbourne, in Victoria. Yeah. Yeah. He oh, rode the winners. Cup winner or somewhere, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. he's well, knocking up riding wow. winners. Wow, we. Yeah. And um, well done to Robbie Dolan, eh, on Saturday. She was lovely what? ride from a yeah, young bloke. Great. great for him. Fantastic, mate. All right, I've, um, I've, I've just, uh, just so you know, I've just texted Cody Morgan. Uh, here we go, Tim Clark. So there you go. Tim Clark will be riding ice in Vancouver on uh, in the Kosciuszko. There you go, mate. All right, let's get to our uh, next caller on the line. We've got Macca on the line. Morning, Macca. Uh, g'day, mate. How are you? Good, mate. Hey, I've just got two questions. Uh, the first question be for Bundy, yourself, and, and Darth. Uh, the Kosciuszko... I, I, I get what you're saying as well. All these horses going in fresh, I, I, I don't understand that. It's going to be a very high-pressure race, but Spirinac just looks prime for this race on the weekend. Absolutely prime. Can you talk me out of it? Um, no, I can't. She's hit hit a peak at the right time with a recent run, so that's that's tick-tick, and there's not many others you can say that. We'll handle the truce. He's been, had his two runs back, and Ed, it looked good the other day, first up. Front page is back in business, I would have thought, yeah. with that form around that, uh, what was that horse that won the other day? It had that Lombardo form, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Front, front page. And the rest of them, they're all off breaks. Bettino Ruby, Mr Hustle, Surprise Ruby, Island Bay Boy, Ceasefire, well, he won first up. Ice in Vancouver, uh, they're, they're, all, they're all long to breaks between runs. So I don't know how, how that's going to work out for them. Yeah, the, the, the only other question I had was for, um, for Dean down in Melbourne. I'm, I'm on I'm on yearning at 81 to 1 in futures for the 1,000 guineas. How am I looking for Wednesday, mate? So I'm, I'm praying that uh, it just gets there and gets a barrier. <laughs> well, that'll be the key. The fields will be out in about 20 minutes. So uh, she, uh, she ran really well the other day and I would think... Uh, She'll be nothing like those odds on uh, Wednesday. So, uh, you, yeah, I'd, I'd like to have that ticket. I thought she ran really well at Flemington. Beautiful. No, thanks very much, boys. Have a good week, Clark. Champion, Macca. Um, just another Dave. message here from Cody Morgan. For those wanting to know, Edit from the stable will be ridden by Hugh Bowman. So Bowman rides Edit. Um, and we'll have uh, more of those sort of you know, uh, jockey announcements over the next couple of... I know that Alicia Collett's riding Patino Ruby. Um, if you're playing with Patino Ruby, how much um, are you going to be on Weather Watch here, Duff, this week leading into this Everest and Cosy Oscar? Because you mentioned, say, perfect example with the Cosy. I mean, you start going through some of these horses, and some of them don't like the moisture. You mentioned front page here. He's obviously had, I think, uh, three or four uh, victories on a soft track, uh, so he doesn't mind the moisture. But it's that's going to be another little sort of twist if you're, you know, coming in off a break and then you you do strike rain affected ground there at Randwick. It's not going to be easy. Uh, recent runs on wet tracks are gold, um, so yeah, you need a tough, hard horse. But they're, they're, I looked at it a few. Uh, a majority of those chances do handle the wet. You know, handle the truth. Got wet form. Edit probably. Well, he, he, the only query with Edit is he's still fresh enough for twelve hundred. But just look, geez, that was an impressive win. The more I look at that win last start, um, yeah, I, I don't think there's too many. Wet, wet track duffers there to, to tell you the truth amongst right. the chances we've got Steve on the line morning Steve morning boys how are you 
Good, mate. Just got a, if I could get three quick uh, comments on three horses here. Um, yep. Just one, stay rest for the Cox Plate. Um, two was Minaj from Sydney. And just did somebody mention that Artorias might be going to the Coolmore? Uh, I can give you the last two. Minaj was fantastic on Saturday. She was set up. They paid $1.8 million for her at the broodmare sale, but might be money well spent. Um, she's one of the stakes race there on Saturday and well set up by John, and, and there's more for her. Um, and what was the other? Oh, yeah, yeah. I think from what I'm hearing, Artorias will be freshened up for the uh, the Coolmore rather than the Cox Plate. What was the first one for Dino? Was the Cox Plate horse, was it? State of rest. Uh, yeah, oh, there hasn't been any sort of... Uh anything coming out of Werribee about him, which is good news because everything's been about Gold Trip and the problems they're having with him. But uh, State Arrest's the ideal sort of import for a Cox Plate to run along and be on the pace. So, uh, no, you know, I'd have to think he's a, you know, the right sort of horse to run pretty well. They seem to be protecting him in the market. Mm. Yeah, yeah. All right, thanks, No, Luke. for sure. Champion. Got an update, uh, Dave, on Corner Blocker yep. for our caller. Lindsay Smith got back to me. Uh, he's actually gone Shinsaw, and he's put him out and back to win the Wongoom at Warrnambool next May. All right. So. And what about that good horse that you've got that ran a beauty the other day, the uh, Mongolian Khan derby horse that you've got to he share He runs on Wednesday at Caulfield in the 1600, then the Vars, and then hopefully the derby. But a uh, long way to go, but uh, he runs on Wednesday. Okay, beautiful. Let's Munz, get to... Have, or have go to Munn, sorry. The, yeah, the, the Manicato market... Um, has there been any interest there at all for anything, um, if you get Hang a minute? On, let me bring it up, Dino. Uh, the Manicato, there's about 30 futures markets Paul here. Paul Ely's favourite. Munns will give you the exact figures. Paul Ely's yeah. favourite. Lombardo, I see, second favourite. Yeah. After Saturday, okay. The, Manic- or the Manicato. Um, yeah, the Manicato, that's right. The Manicato. Uh, here we go. It's a pre-noms market. And the most popular runner at this stage is Crystal Bound in front of Lombardo and then Jonker. Uh, and they're the only three runners in the race of those pre-noms runners that gets to four figures. Uh, out wide there, a 50-to-1 chance Ancestry. Uh, tiny bit of money for it, and some for Sava to excel. And But, um, you know, those those three there, the only three that get to four figures at this stage. All right. Uh, just interested, yeah, with Godolphin sort of having such a... Like, obviously, a strong hand maybe towards the Everest, but maybe one drops out and, and runs in the Manicato and uh, might be good odds there. Well, didn't they well, back Vin, up? Vin said did this they, morning last also year, on they? Melbourne Radio that Godolphin will only have one runner in the Everest. Yeah. Well, okay. I think uh, Palilia yeah. would be a good chance maybe to run in the Manicato. They've run three-year-olds in it before. That's why I thought uh, they ran... Um, bivouac in it when he was unlucky and then ran backed up in the Coolmore. So I was just mm. thinking of that sort well, of he's precedent. He's $6 favourite in the Manicato, Paul Lely. Yeah, if he was definitely going to run, he'd be shorter than $6, I think. Much shorter. All right. Uh, we've got uh, Greg on the line, I believe. Morning, Greg. Hey, Dave. How you going, mate? Good, mate. Yeah, uh, how was Leo on the weekend? That tip for you at seven bucks. Did you get on or not? No, I didn't, mate. I didn't get on. But uh, Mark Schmidt, uh, I tell you what, he's he's uh, unlucky. He wasn't, um, you know, attracted more interest in terms of getting that Kosciuszko spot. He's always come on the program and said this horse is flying, and um, it was good to see, you know, let fast horses be fast horses by Jason Collip. Yeah, exactly, mate. I, I loved it. I cheered at home. Um, yeah, made a fortune off it. But I've got one for Munns, if you don't mind, Dave. 
certainly. <clears throat> uh, you got a couple of best bets right in a row uh, lately on a Saturday month. So yeah. do me a favour. Can you let me know what your best bet is this weekend? What and are you going to do, back at place only? Make, or? No, no, I'll lay it and make a fortune. Oh, thanks, mate. All right. Um, but, yeah, uh, what else have we got? Nonconformist, I'll just let you know. You can have a laugh at me here. I was on nonconformist at $21 on the weekend for 250 bucks. Probably it'll cost me an absolute fortune. There you go. We're getting Perfect. enough hard luck stories of our yeah, own without listening to yeah. yours. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We've got another Greg on the line. Morning, Greg. Yeah, good morning, guys. Love your show. Uh, really born just for Dino. Just want to thank you, Dino, for Leewar in West Australia on Saturday. He turned a, a bad day into a satisfactory one. Thanks, mate. Beautiful. Okay. There you go. See, we go from a, a negative to a positive. This is what I like about what, what about those horses? What about the horse you tipped at Morfordville, Dino? It sat three and four wide three for wide. the entire yep. and kept going. Yeah, he's not a bad horse, Cerberus. Uh, one of James Harron's, and uh, it was a it was a good tough win. Uh, he could. Uh, I don't think he'll go to the Derby, but maybe the eighteen hundred on Melbourne Cup Day. They won with ain't no deal done last year. The Freedmans. So that no, was a good win. Let's go to our next call. I think it's Wayne on the line. Morning, Wayne. Good morning, boys. Um, just wonder if I could ask Dino a question, please, about a horse from Perth. Um, I've been sweating on since a winter bottom. Um, horse called Stage Man. Adam Durant's got it. Okay, Stage Man. Um, yeah, just wondering if there's any chance of bringing him to Melbourne, maybe run down the straight. Um, oh, I just think it's very hard for them to get over at the moment. Uh mm. Uh, that's the biggest problem. It's not not that the horses you know aren't good enough or anything. It's just very hard, and uh, there's been issues like you know the floating's hard enough as it is, and there's been a lot of one of the companies is no longer doing that as well. So even trying to float them over is very hard. So uh, that's the biggest issue for yeah, a horse like Stage Man. He was a tragedy, well, absolute Greek tragedy, beating the winner bottom. That's all, and. Uh, yeah, he was. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, the thing is that um, uh, Bob Peters has just been sending him over. He's got Superstorm at Danny O'Brien's. If he wanted him racing here, he'd have. Uh, he'd be. He'd probably be. Uh, you know, he trialled last week at Lark Hill. So mm. I would think he's having another go at the Winterbottom. Uh, okay, mate. Thanks very much. Cheers. I was here. We've been sweating a long time, Wayne. That was what yes. November last year. So um, you're keen. Uh, we've got yeah, Alan on the line. Morning, Alan. Good morning. Um, I've just got a question for Dean. Uh, it's regarding the Caulfield Cup. I sort of get excited this time of the year, the traditional race, like the Caulfield-Melbourne Cup, rather than the Everest. Everest a bit too much money for too little action, I reckon. But anyway, with the Caulfield Cup, um, Dino normally has his finger on the pulse. Looking at the third nominations, there's quite a few horses that would appear to have been disappointing recently, like in the Herbert Power, Future Score, Mirage Dancer, um, Port Guillaume previously. Uh, I was just wondering if he's heard any rumours as which of these horses may be actually going to the race and which won't. Uh, yeah, you mentioned a couple there that uh, won't be. Future Score and Mirage Dance. I think they're going Geelong or Bendigo Cups. Uh, Port Guillaume's going to run in the Caulfield Cup, uh, I believe. Uh, other than that, looking through those acceptances... Uh, Colette's obviously a query. We've mentioned Mirage Dancer. Yep. Uh, Quick Thinker may be going to run. Uh, he was a maybe. Uh, and King of Leah Grants, I wouldn't think, would run. 
But other okay, than then that, you got yeah. like, Tiway, and yep, she's running. Okay, and Ocean Ocean Billy, which you, you know nobody's heard of her since the Auckland Cup. Yeah, I think Damien Thornton's riding her. Great. Okay, so yeah, she's got to ride her down. Yep. Okay, and Holmesman. Holmesman's running. Jordan Childs is riding him. Okay. Oh, brilliant. Thanks. My uh, wealth of information. <laughs> Beautiful. That's what we like. We like that. Uh, how, let's get... how many trainers do you program yeah, for, was, Dino? We're I was like... going to say. <laughs> no, no, no. I just read a lot of Twitter. Way too much. <laughs> I, hope they, I hope they sling you. I hope they sling you, Dino. Uh, now, who have we got next, Boydo? We've got uh, Jeffrey on the line. Morning, Jeffrey. Good morning. Uh, question for Dino. Yes. Yeah, Dino, I'm interested in gunshot. Would he like to have a start before the derby? Yeah, he's running on Saturday. He's uh, in the Caulfield Classic. Oh, okay. And he's heading yep. towards the derby? Yeah, if he gets through that, okay. He'll be heading towards the derby for sure. Yeah, I thought he's good value at 10 to 1 in the derby. Yeah, he's going well. He's going well. He'll stay. He's a Tavistock. He's going well. Beautiful. Thanks for, that. Much thanks, thanks for your call, Jeffrey. Brett's next on the line. Morning, Brett. Good morning, Dave. Happy Monday. I hope all yes, the boys mate. had a you good too. win on the weekend. And that's what I was ringing you about. Um, I didn't actually win, but after speaking to you guys on your Friday show about the two sisters in the Nivison Angst Stakes or something like that, I halved my bet, so I didn't lose as much. And I end up having a bit of a saver on Mirrorvision, thanks to one of you guys that kept it and watching the barrier trials and she ran a huge barrier trial a couple of weeks ago and it paid off well Duff I'll come to you here mate uh, I know they were backing this late they seemed to hone in it on the fixed odds um, and it was just peeled out and at the top of the stroke she was the only one you wanted to be on uh, yeah it was a bit of a, a bit of a messy race that um, I look she was too good on the day and the punters got it right there's, there's no doubt about it they singled her out saying that she was the one that's going to uh, go forward. He, it was a beautiful ride from a from a tricky draw to get her in the one one and and but just all those horses being held up behind there. You got Kiku who uh, more profits and Charlize. They all got held up between the four hundred and the two fifty there and and they, they lost a lot of momentum and and Grace and Harmony probably just wants a little bit further and Amarillina. I'm hardly making excuses for her. I was calling for her to go forward but wide no cover the whole way with the big weight. So she may have just found the right run in the right race uh, but that's not bagging it because she was fairly dominant but it, it, just reviewing the race it, it just looked a little bit messy for me and and could have been a little bit flattering the one I want to follow out of that race is bargain uh, it was a hidden run she had no room at all and as soon as she gets to a race against her own sex that uh, 1800 2000 meters they won't beat her Beautiful. Thanks for your call. Uh, let's get to David on the line. Morning, David. Morning there. How are you guys? Well, mate. Can, can I ask Dean, Dean, um, Dean can, can you give me your Caulfield Cup tips? Oh, <laughs> I would like to wait till Wednesday to see if uh, Floating Artist happens to get in, but uh, I'm, I'm happy to back Delphi uh, each way. He'll do me. Uh, I think he's um, had a... I think he's had a beautiful preparation and he's in with the right weight, whereas incentivise as well as he's been going, uh, they, they've rolled the dice and, and he's got two and a half kilos more than he should have. So, uh, yeah, it's a bit, it's an interesting challenge. Um, can I also uh, 
uh, ask Dave. Um, Dave, um, I like your uh, memory lane trips. And oh, the I've montages. Got, I've got something for you. Right. Oh, he's bringing his own sound. Beautiful. Jeez. Outstanding, David. Uh, just not incentivise. <laughs> it's... Uh, Dino, text here, uh, the 190. Do you reckon you'll get black figures on Saturday, incentivised, and should we I'd wait? Certainly ho- I'd certainly hope so. I've seen, you know, I think I've seen better things in Corfield Cups than him that have gone around a lot better price, so uh, I'd hope so. Munns, Munns will organise that for us, though, so that's good. Yeah, I'm sure he will. Uh, well, Munns, here's... It's the, the reason he's $1.90 is the fact that, um, you know, he's, what, 50 to 1 in, yeah, or, or whatever right. he was at the and moment. You, and You, you reset know, again on Wednesday. Yeah, yeah. Just just throw him in the multi, Glenn. You know, it's an easy leg of the multi. Yeah, that, like always, I've, I've been <laughs> telling you people for ages. They're, they're the ones you'd be throwing in your multi. Sure right. We'll just throw Zaki in with the that's Delphi it. and I'm Thunderstruck that's and Adam Moe. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Hey, now, Munz, here's a question, and there's been a few of these on the text line. It's in relation to uh, the Kosciuszko and also the Everest market. So if we've backed a particular horse in these races and they happen to be one of the emergencies... Uh, and they don't get a run, we still get the refund on that bet, don't we? Well, you'd have to, Dave, because they, uh, with the yeah. situation of these these races, uh, they are selected by slot holders. So the field is the field. Uh, the emergencies in the Kosciuszko are actually selected by Racing New South Wales, and so are the emergencies in the Everest. So they are there in case there is a scratching. So if you made an emergency and you don't get a run, you've got to get your money back because it was never actually in the field. Mm. Now, just on, I'll come to you here again with uh, with Wild Ruler because we spoke about this on Friday and we even touched on this, I think, last Monday. There's a clause in the contract about Wild Ruler and the track. Now, the weather forecast does not look favourable for Wild Ruler at this stage if we do get the rain and, and the moisture. Um, therefore, what happens with that slot? They just have to pick one of the emergencies. Is that is that how it's going to work? Yes. Well, they have to make a decision. And now, say, the, the final field for the Everest is drawn tomorrow morning, and the barrier draws on approximately 11.45 tomorrow morning on Sky Thoroughbred Central from Icebergs, I think, or Bondi Beach, no matter, uh, somewhere there. Um, so the field comes out on Tuesday. If Wild Ruler, if they accept tomorrow for the Everest and then... They make a decision on Thursday or Friday if we get a lot of rain and, and scratch. Well, if you're on it um, in the market, realistically, you should do your money because it's made the field. But they may make a decision to, to refund the money there. But th- they, they will declare, I think, half a dozen or close to it, uh, emergencies for the Everest. And they are usually drawn from horses that have nominated for the Sydney Stakes. And those horses, that, that, that nominations are taken this morning. And the slot holder has... Uh, the choice of any of those emergencies that are drawn to be their replacement runner in the Everest on Saturday. There is no order of emergencies. It is purely up to the slot holder which one of those emergencies declared they want to run for them. Would Libertini and that, be... And that is the same for the Kosciuszko. Sorry, Ronnie. Yeah. Would Libertini be doubtful on if we got, you know, six or seven, slow It'd six have or to seven? Be. Yeah. Mm. Um, you'd think have to be. Um, and I guess we're not going to know. I mean, that's the first time we've sort of really been privy to a piece of detail in those contracts about, say, the Wild Ruler, and that was the Snowden camp coming out and saying, well, you know, we're only going to run this horse on a particular surface. Gee, it's a bit of Russian roulette, though, isn't it, Ronnie? I mean, you're sort of, you're leaving it then up to really race New South Wales to select 
some possible horses as scratchings uh, to fill your spot, um, to obviously try and to, to cover your money and and get in. Jeez, okay. And the other thing is, uh, we're on a soft five there at the moment at Ramwick. The uh, the was taken at seven o'clock this morning. They only had nine mils of rain yesterday and last night. And la- according to the weather bureau, that was going to be the worst of the rain for the week. Yep. So that track, you know, it would have firmed right up. And I wouldn't be surprised if they never even watered after Saturday, knowing the fact that. Sunday was going to be the worst day of rain. So we're only in a soft five at the moment. And if we just get dribs and drabs of rain all week, we've got 20 degree plus temperatures Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and getting close to 24, 25, I think, Friday and Saturday. Um, I reckon this track will be bouncing out of the ground. Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, there's, there's, it's hardly a drizzle here this morning, and mm. and it was just hardly, you know, that nine mils was just soaking uh, so all, all your gardening staff turned up for work this morning, Ronnie. Yeah, no concerns. the gardens are perfect. There's no there's no water around, and, and look, it's it's just a couple of mils every day, but that changes. Yeah, will, will we will, okay? Are we, are we thinking a good surface or a soft surface, boys? What are we well, thinking? I'm saying it, at this stage, five at worst. Um, if they don't water the track, which they won't, they won't. No. Uh, as long as it doesn't rain Friday. Okay, and last but not least, does that make with this you know a little bit of moisture around? Is the forgotten horse the Adelaide horse um, in this? There's a couple of texts here about Geetra. Um, obviously, you know it was it's a different preparation to last time from talking to Gordon. He wasn't driving through Broken Hill and floating him. He's been in Sydney a long time. Obviously, Gordon's here in the camper van out there at Ramwick. Um, I mean, you're going to go through this market in, intensely over the next couple of days, Duff, and you'll have those big preview shows on Sky Thoroughbred Central. But, you know, do you think Geechar is a bit of a forgotten horse? We're all talking about Grays and Nature Strip and all this, and he's just well, there, ready well, to roll? If you look at his last run, yeah, he is the forgotten horse. If you look at his trial, shut your eyes. That's him. <laughs> <laughs> That's just him. You know, he, he, just when you're winding yourself up saying, this has got a great hope, <laughs> and then you then you look at his trial. I go, oh my god, what are you what are you doing to me? You're messing with my head. So, uh, yeah, he's got a he's on race performance. He's got a terrific hope. All right, let's get some horses to follow, boys, and we'll let you uh, uh, get on with your day. Uh, Duff, what are we following from this meeting uh, on Saturday in uh, Ramwick? Uh, that horse I mentioned earlier, uh, Bargain. Uh, Mark will place her right. Look, I don't know where he could win a Coolmore, but Overpass was a very good run on Saturday, second up. And Kinlock out of the last was too short for him, 1,000 metres. He seems to have come up right. So bargain over past Kinlock. Beautiful. Uh, Dino? Uh, yeah, I'm going, uh, forgot you. I think he's now favourite for the derby. He should be. His guineas run was outstanding. He's looking for further. He's, he's had a great preparation. Uh, I think he's going well. Superstorm, I think he can win the mile on derby day. Uh, he's going well. He ran well at, around Caulfield. I think he'll be better at Flemington. And uh, as I said, I think Delphi's a really good chance of winning the Caulfield Cup on Saturday. I love the way he won on Saturday and the timing's right for the Freedmans, I think, uh, to, to win another feature. Um, Dave, I wouldn't be sacking Mercado out of the, the Tab Highway. Okay. He can come back to town. Just went far too hard. And down on the inside, didn't look at the place to be the majority of the day. I know that um, Minaj and Tricky Gal come up the inside, but most of those horses hard up against the fence there uh, didn't really feature on Saturday and just went far too hard. Mercado, he can come back to town. I agree with Ronnie Overpass. Um, we, 
we were on him uh, in the Heritage, so we've been on him for a while. And Grace of Harmony's always been one of mine. Has just got to stretch out in a little bit of trip now. Uh, very, very tough for those horses to go into a mile race second up of, you know, of um, you know lighter preparations. And uh, I, I think she can go on with that. And Dino, I'll just come back to you here, mate, to wrap the show. Obviously, we uh, we're talking. Obviously, you know, Caulfield Cup. Um, so your information, if people are wanting to follow you, they can follow you on the socials if they're wanting some Caulfield Cup tips. But also, um, because we won't speak to you for the remainder of the week here in Sydney, um, the Inferno, or he's flying the flag, obviously, um, for Cliff and, and Melbourne. Um, do you give him any chance at the $21? Do you think he can surprise us up here? Oh, I think he will. Uh, I think he'll run really well. Uh, he's a horse that uh, he's been running at 1,000 metres, which is not his go. His Singapore form is up to a mile, and but high-pressure racing is the key to him. He, he used to, uh, in Singapore, just bounce off the high pressure. So I think a race where you've got uh, Nature Strip involved and uh, Eduardo, uh, high-pressure will suit him. Uh, I think he'll run a terrific race. I think he's uh, a little bit forgotten in the, in the market. Uh, I think he's a big price. And Dave have been just stalling because those fields have come out for the 1,000 yep. guineas. So uh, 13 runners in the 1,000 guineas. Uh, uh, no barrier draws yet, unfortunately. They must be doing a special draw for that. But uh, for our caller earlier, uh, yearning certainly in the field. And uh, uh, Swift Witnesses there, uh, hinged, uh, would be the main Sydney interest, I'd imagine. Uh, Queen of Dubai, who won for uh, Waterhouse Bot, yearning, uh, the main uh, sort of ones uh, involved. But, uh, yeah, it's... Uh, Looks an even race. Zuzarella's probably going to start favourite, I'd imagine. She's a, a good filly. Fantastic. All right. Uh, so what have we got? Yeah, Chris Waller hinged. So, okay, so we've got uh, Cuban Link, Barb Raider. Okay, and we'll keep an eye on that uh, as well. And that's Wednesday, of course, this thousand guineas. Gents, have a wonderful week. Uh, Duff, we will see you several times, no doubt. I think, uh, are you involved tomorrow with the barrier draw, Duff? Um, only as a, a lunching guest. So, Beautiful. Uh, a nice little seafood uh, spread oh, there. So. Lovely. To the Opera House. No, no, it's a new we could, it's a new venue. We're not going to the Opera it's House. A surprise. Big no, surprise. No, no, no. The, the big the big reveal on the on the wings of the Opera House. Well, I love that's, that. Yeah. Well, we got something. Stay tuned. We get something. Stay tuned. Oh, okay. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Tomorrow, yeah, we'll see it all on Sky Thoroughbred Central. Uh, Robbie, Glenn, eleven o'clock. Pa- parachute 11 o'clock. down with the barriers uh, to yeah, leave with, with the seafood platter. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Dino, enjoy thousand guineas and Caulfield Cup Day on Saturday, mate. Terrific. Thanks, guys. And Munns, uh, we will see you uh, tomorrow. You'll be involved with that barrier draw or no? No, no, Dave. No, 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 no not involved okay. in the barrier draw tomorrow. Well, no. I'll tell you what. Don't how about we? Everest, yeah. How about we'll get you involved, Glenn, um, with a market update straight after on uh, Sky Sports Radio, mate. I'm actually, so we'll... I'm actually engaged, Dave, at the exact oh. time the barrier draw is being done. I have to do a function for the Australian Hotels Association oh, right. at their <laughs> annual general meeting. So uh, I, there you I go. Engaged. There was one time that I. <laughs> Couldn't possibly do the barrier drawer, and they managed to land right on that mark. There at you go. Forty-five. All right. Well, that's all right. We'll still bring you. We might but actually I'll try see and you in. To, I'll see you in at, um, at Sky Racing, Dave, during the week with Freedom now in Sydney. You'll be able to travel to the studio. Uh, I'm Can't wait. There Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. So I'd love to see you in there. It'll be like getting to heading to Santorini, boys. Have a good day, and uh, we'll see you during the week on all the different channels on Sky Racing and Sky Thoroughbred Central and also on Sky Sports Radio uh, throughout the week. All right, that's been Punters Postmortem. We've got a preview for racing in New South Wales today at Tamworth. We'll be back shortly.